Oh, hey, girl. It's Tess Rouse and Christina Beattie. We're the co-hosts and creators of Authentically Wild. A podcast that may literally transform your understanding about life, relationships, and your healing journey. So get ready, girl. Shit's about to get wild. Today's guest is a special one. Galiana Atkin. She's a soul contracts practitioner. She's a beautiful soul, a mother, a mystic, and she's built an abundant business reading clients' soul contracts. She has fire and passion in her soul, helping others and understand their journeys here through their soul contracts. I can personally say I've done many sessions with her and she's a beauty just to sit in her presence. We hope you enjoy this session and let us know if you have any questions. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, ladies. Hi, Galliana. We are so excited to have you. I am stoked to be here. I have been listening to your podcast and enjoying your energy. And now I feel like I'm part of the the, the girl chat here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We, we always, any listeners are going to be excited to hear all of this today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can personally say I touched on this in the intro, but Galiana, it's been so fun getting to know you and doing some of your readings. You know, I've had one personally, just my chart. And then we did one for me and the kids. And now to kind of get a taste of it for Tess and I's charts, like, I feel like this stuff is so multi-layered and you could just go in so many different directions. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, somebody asked me this question the other day, um, he said, well, do you still look at your own chart and find new things? And I was like, yes, actually. Right. And this is four or five years into it. And yeah, I still look at my chart and say, wow, either I missed that before or it wasn't ready to be revealed yet. So it wasn't quite showing up in my consciousness. So, yeah, we are going to dive in. I'm excited. Maybe let's just back up a minute, Galiana, for some of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with what are soul contracts and can you explain for us what it is that you do and maybe with a bit of a foundational knowledge around soul contracts for, for our yes. listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Great question. So, you know, when most people think of soul contracts, they're thinking of soul contracts with other souls, right? So other people in their lives. And that is one aspect of it. What I tend to focus on my niche is the soul contract you have with yourself when reincarnating into any given lifetime. So what I'm able to do is I'm able to look at somebody's birth name, right? Because I, I work with sound frequency. So I derive the information off of somebody's birth name. So I take the birth name and I am able to see the karma that the soul chose to work on in this lifetime, the unique talents that they've brought in, the goals they're trying to reach, and then ultimately what is their soul's purpose for this entire incarnation. So it's the soul contract they have with themselves. Wow. How could any of us be walking around without this information? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really, really good explanation of it, by the way. Thank yeah. You. And it was cool because when we did my first reading, you showed me my name now, my name went out because it's different because I have my married name still and my name when I was born. And then we actually looked at, okay, what would it look like if I went back to my maiden name? And we were like, mm, it didn't look very good for our contract. So I'm like, maybe I need to keep Beatty. 
Yeah, no. And, and absolutely. You bring up such a good point. So the, let me explain why the birth name is so important that it's important because when the soul is in the process of choosing its next life incarnation, the soul is really planning everything, right? I mean, the soul plans, you know, chooses the parents, what it's going to look like. The soul chooses its birthday and the soul's choosing its name which most people don't realize because people think, oh, the parents chose their name, but you ask any parent and they're going to tell you of they had some aha moment of how they came up with their child's name, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you ladies can, can relate. For me, it was like with my daughter, I heard her name two years before she was even conceived. I was at a women's conference and this woman got up on stage. She introduced herself and her name was Eris. I'd never heard that name before. And as soon as she said it, I have chills telling you the story now, oh. but as soon as she said her name, I was like, oh, that's going to be my daughter's name. Like it was just this instant knowing, right? Yeah. So because the soul needs particular sound frequencies in order for the reality to play out. Okay. So let me just, I'm going to back up a little bit more. Like, this is what I explained to people in my readings, like, cause why sound? What's, what's the whole thing with sound? Well, am I talking about sound frequency? So sound is extremely powerful when it comes to creating our reality. I'm going to give you examples you and the listeners have all heard of. There's the scientific version of how our universe got created through the big bang theory, right? So bang, sounds, frequencies. Then there is the biblical version we all heard of. In the beginning, there's literally nothing until God starts to speak things into existence with words, right? And God said, so of all the ways God could create, it's with sound. And then all the yogis, what is this symbol they wear on their t-shirts? It's the sound of creation, right? The ohm sound of creation. Yeah. So the sound frequencies within your name is what creates your reality. Okay. So that's why the birth name is so important. But now, Christina, what you're talking about, what, what we did going further into your journey here, we looked at, well, what happens when you get married and you change your name as many women do? Well, guess what? Then now you're bringing a whole new set of frequencies into your, um, into your name, but it, it doesn't change the soul contract. It, they now sit on top of it, right? It's like an overlay. Mm, layered. <laughs> like all things in life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Layered. Galiana, you, you know, we want to also give li listeners to a chance to get to know you a little bit better and, and what led you to this journey. You said that you started this, you know, four to five years ago. Can you tell us a bit, like, how did this even happen for you? Like, were, you know, were you really spiritual before and then you just began getting into this niche or was this just kind of like a huge life change, new path for you? And, and maybe like, why? Like, how did you get into this? Like, because it seems like super popular, you're booked out constantly. I can see just from your definition of what you do, why? Like, yeah. I'm like, I need to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> As Christina's been back multiple times. So can you, can you take us on a bit? of that journey. Absolutely. I would love to, who doesn't love talking about their spiritual journey, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so it, it, I'll tell you, this is so funny because Christina and I did our, um, she did my Akashic reading, um, yesterday evening and she was saying, you know how things you're obsessed with when you're a kid, that's usually your soul's calling. And I'm like, I was obsessed mm -hmm. with mysticism yeah. all the time. So I remember like in, eighth grade is what, even before that, like, you know how in scholastic things you can order books. Yeah. And I don't know what books my peers were ordering, but I was like a palm reading book, a hand <laughs> analysis book. You know, I mean, I was always 
looking at things that I don't know, maybe were abnormal to others to me seemed very normal. Um, going to psychic stores was a big hobby of mine. I would go to the mall, like my peers would go to the mall to buy the latest tank top, you know, Abercrombie and Fitcher or whatever. And I would be at the psychic stores looking at, um, anything and everything I could get my hands on. So it, I've always been drawn to mystical things. Of course, growing up, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So the only people I could talk to were psychics, right? Cause who else could I go and have this conversation with? Yeah. So I've always had an interest. Now, as I went on with life, you know, I sort of, um, I stepped into a lot more of my masculine energy because I'm, I'm a natural born entrepreneur. And I didn't realize that when I was younger either, but I am. And so at 27, I launched my first company and it was, um, it, it was, it was like a business slash tech sort of industry. And so I had to be very much in my masculine energy. And when I was in that energy, I wasn't so much focused on, you know, the woo woo stuff. Um, so it wasn't really until my divorce when I was, uh, 34 and mind you that this, this man I was divorcing from, I met him when I was 17. So I was with him for 17 years, which was my entire adult life at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, we, the, the, basically the, the divorce and all the, the trauma and the healing that had to, that it kicked off is what set me off on the active healing journey, which, you know, led me more into my depth, which led me deeper into my soul. I mean, it was all there. I just wasn't accessing any of it. And as soon as I made the conscious decision that this is what I need to be doing, it was just one door after the other that kept opening and opening until mm -hmm this work found me, right? They always say that the things that are meant for you tend to find you. Mm -hmm. And so that was part of how I stumbled onto this work. Mm. I mean, we can all resonate with a good spiritual journey because <laughs> I feel like that's also, that's something all three of us have definitely experienced the healing. And, you know, I also find it so interesting, Galeana, that you're like this natural manifester. And that was something we kind of like talked about too. Like you have this energy about you where it's like just certain about things. And not only have I felt that through our conversations, but in the readings as well, like you're just like, yep, yeah, it's this, it's this, it's this. And I'm like, yes. And I think that that really plays to your talents because it's what people want when they go for this type of experience is they're looking for answers. They're looking for guidance and you, you're good at that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Speaking to this piece of, you know, after you experienced your divorce and you really started to dig into the healing. And I know our listeners really love to hear just about healing journeys because a lot of our listeners are on their own journeys. What have you found has been your greatest challenge, whether it's with your journey or with your business or the work that you do, your greatest challenge and even your greatest lesson along the way? Greatest challenge, greatest lesson. Gosh, you know, there's been so many. I think for me, one of the biggest discoveries when I looked at my soul contract was the heartache that I brought mm -hmm. into this life to work through. Because, you know, going through the heartache over and over, and, and by the way, I should say that both of my karmic aspects in my chart speak to 
heartache and closing down of my heart. So, so like basically all the karma I brought into this life points to heartache, you know? And so you can imagine me living through that before having that information. I was like, why, what is going on? My poor heart can't handle this anymore. Right. And this isn't just romantic love. I mean, this is something that stems from childhood, right? Oftentimes we have, you know, challenges with our parents and, you know, all of that, but it led into the romantic aspect. And it was just heartache after heartache after heartache. And to the point where, you know, and I'm sure many of us have had this experience, you know, we look at God and say, why, what, what the heck did I do? This, this is like, and this, that our human mind goes to, I must be getting punished for something. Right. I mean, I get most of us have had this sort of human, you know, process as we're understanding, um, spirituality. And so that was, um, a bit, and I felt so abandoned by God. And I was, you know, spirit, source, universe, whatever word you want to use, I'm using it all interchangeably, my guides, maybe. And, and actually, there were points where I felt so abandoned by God that I would only connect to my guides, because I felt like, well, I don't even know if God wants to help me because of all this heartache, right? So these, these thoughts that just brew in our mind, um, that sometimes we don't even verbalize, because again, who do you say this to? And if you do, you know, it just, it doesn't always sound normal, (laughs) but I think it is normal. And so for me, when I looked at my soul contract, I think one of the biggest aha moments was, oh, I brought this into this lifetime. There must be a reason. And, you know, we don't always know what the reason is on a soul because this, the soul is making the decision, not the human, right. And the soul is making these choices for its evolution. And really what I learned is our karma is actually our greatest gift because this is what we're here to transform and to help others with. So for Mm -hmm. me, because of all the massive heartache, I'm actually here to learn how to heal my heart, to open up my heart chakra and then Uh, others do the same. Number one, like the stuff that came through in your reading yesterday about your heart, like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to say that I resonate so deeply with this because, and this is how I think you, this is how you know when you are doing your work is because it sounds to me like you found this greater purpose in learning about your soul contract in like this greater meaning in terms of what you're here to do and what you're here to experience and grow through and expand through. And I, this was like me for the Akashic Records and this is where it just gets so juicy and fun because you you figure out your stuff and the freedom and the healing you experience through that. And then you get to do it for other people. And it's like a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and there's so much purpose and joy in that because a lot of my clients are yeah. women, you know, similar to my um, age frame. So maybe between 32 and 45 ish, you know, I mean, I have you know outside of that realm, too, but but this is when some of our biggest awakening moments are happening, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something I actually talk about in my readings is 35 it because everything happens in seven year cycles. So it's the fifth seven year cycle when most of us are coming into our spiritual awakening. Right. So for oh. me, my divorce came at through a 34 and that life was saying, okay, enough of this 3d crap she's involved in, you know, she now needs to, you know, go on her journey. So we need to take that away from her. But other people, I mean, it could be any major life shifts. It could be marriage, divorce, having children, getting into a car accident, career change, 
in most people, when I tell them that they're like, Oh my God, you're right. I did have mm. something major happen around 35. <gasps> did you also? <laughs> well, I'm thinking back to last year and I experienced a massive rock bottom that actually was way harder than when I separated. It was like this, it was almost like, I was like, it happened almost later because I separated, you know, almost a year and a half ago, but and I was 35 and I was like, it was the beginning of now what I can say has been the biggest part of like the deepest part of my healing that I've gone through. Wow. Yeah. You know, Galliana, you mentioned this part earlier on in the episode that we do things like we choose our own parents, we choose our name, all of that. And when you said it, I thought of two years ago, the version of me that would have been like, what? What do you mean? I chose this. It triggered, right? And I wonder too if listeners, I just feel like you've really come full circle with this story. And and again, it, it reminds me of the first time I started learning about all of this when I was like, oh, I chose all of this, all the trauma I would go through, all the pain I would go through, you know, and, and not that, you know, there's obviously horrific things that happen in life to people. And it's not to say like, oh, we're bringing that in and there's no, you know, nobody's a victim, any of that. But I think what it does is it creates this, this sort of self-responsibility and self-accountability in all of us that we have the power within us to heal it. Like you've mentioned with, you know, your rock bottom and your divorce from your husband, Christina's that she just mentioned that she experienced at 35. And I, I have to imagine that listeners listening are like, oh my gosh, this explains why this horrible thing happened. Because I think when you are a child, you know, know, knowing so much about neuroscience and like cognitive dissonance, you do think, oh, I deserve it. I must be a really bad person. And it's not until like our brain develops and then we probably go through a few rock bottoms, hopefully go on a different path that we're like, ah, I see. This had to happen for me to learn this and to learn that. How how empowering is that to have that belief and understanding? The people we choose, the experience we we have, the relationships we get into, like it all makes sense. It all comes together in this in this puzzle. I we did this breathwork session uh, two nights ago, Christine and I, that was facilitated by this great group in Vancouver and. Usually when I do that, I have experiences about myself, but it was more of this like overall experience for just like all humans in my life. And I was just like, wow, if only they could see like what I can see now, like it was this painful crying. It was just a sense of grief that, you know, I hope that most souls chose to awaken, like you've said at this, this fifth, seventh year cycle, because once you do it, just it just changes your perspective on so many things. And I feel like this soul contracts piece, which I haven't even dug into yet. I feel like it's going to blow my mind even more. (laughs) Yeah. Tess likes to go down rabbit holes. I mean, like we all do, but she really will. Yeah. So this is like open, probably a door for her. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, I think um, I can say so much about what you just said, but I'm going to tell you because I have your chart in front of me. I know that choices is a huge Thing for a huge theme for you in this lifetime, having mm. to make choices and being faced with difficult choices. Ooh, wow. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is why you are maybe wow. even getting triggered by that, like, or not getting triggered by, you know, something that would have triggered you is because that is a theme for you and something you came here to work on. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I do get a lot of pushback from people, you know, especially in TikTok. They're like, we didn't, I would have never chosen my parents or oh, yeah. people make silly comments. Oh, my soul must have been drunk. I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, right. Like, wow. like that's <laughs> even a thing to say, but in this, what I try to explain to people, it is not your human 
mind making these decisions. It is yeah. the soul, yeah. right? And then people go down the rabbit hole. What about, you know, um, SA victims or, you know, these horrendous things. And, and, and that's a very valid question, you know, and this is where it does get a little bit hairy because yes, sometimes it is karmic. It, it, it really it legitimately could be like, because we've all been victims, we've all been abusers in past lives. So sometimes you might be coming in to experience something that you've done to somebody else in a past life that mm. could be, or it could actually not be karmic at all. It could be somebody exercising their free will and hurting you when that maybe wasn't pre-planned, so to speak. It could have been a possibility, mm. right? But then it depends on people's choices. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up this piece because I have experienced some of these pieces in my life. And actually that's, it's been healing through that, that has brought me the most empowerment, but this piece around, I really do feel like our, and this might trigger people, but I really do feel like our society is set up to wear our hats of victimhood um, because it keeps us in this sort of confined box um, where we give our power away. And, you know, this is where I think tools like your work, like the Akashic records, like anything we do here really teaches us how to step into our power. And with that is going to come the contrast of, oh, I can't wear that hat anymore. And that's, I'm going to push against that. Our human is going to push against that. Mm-hmm. But that's where I think this work is so much. It's why we have to scream it from the rooftops because we are meant to step into that, that expansiveness, right? And take off that hat. Yes. And step out of the victim role and understand mm-hmm. what forgiveness really means. Ugh. Right. I mean, that's, that's a whole thing right there is forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? That's a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> Galliana, what would you say is, is your most favorite part of what you do? Like, what is that moment? Like where you're doing those soul contracts that's just like, oh yeah. <clears throat> I love that question. So I think every reader has a different, um, reason also, you know, and a different purpose. And for me, I have always been about empowerment. Mm. And I feel like my goal is really to help people wake up and remember who they are. And so Mm. when I do my readings, I always do them from the point of empowerment. Like you're not going to come to me and I'm going to just start digging into all your crap. (laughs) I could, I mean, right. But honestly, and it's not that I avoid it. I mean, if I see trauma, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. And most people, you know, have that, but you know how sometimes you go to readers and they're just like, Oh, I see so much fear in you. And yeah, it's like, no, like no one needs that. Like, because every, every one of us had a shadow has a shadow side and a light side. My goal is how do I get you to the light? How do I empower you? to tell you, you are such a unique, beautiful being, because I see it in your contract. So it's not that I'm making this up. You know, and I'll tell people sometimes, sometimes people have these incre- incredibly powerful frequencies. Um, Christina, you actually have this in, in your common name. So I don't remember if we talked about this, but you have a nine, nine in your physical talents and people, when they have this dragon frequency in their talent position, there's literally nothing they cannot accomplish in this lifetime. Right. So this is not me being an empty cheerleader and saying, oh, you can do it. It's no like your chart is telling me you have this tool. So stop wasting 
your time, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't always say it like that, but, um, and actually, honestly, sometimes I do have to say it like that because it depends on the person I'm talking to and, you know, what our rapport is. So for me, it's about like, and when they feel it and they, the, the, all of a sudden they're like, wow, this makes so much sense. Or you're like, you said, Tess, um, the light bulb goes off and they get it. And I know, um, for many people that I've done readings for, it's been life-changing for them. And how do I know? Because they've stayed in touch with me. You know, mm -hmm. I've had people move cross country. I've had people switch careers. I've had people start training in this to do the work that I do because yeah. it was so powerful for them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, and it's so funny how you brought up the nines because that's something that has stuck from the reading that I did with you. It was validating to be like, oh yeah, like I've, I've known that this is a piece within me, but even more validating was when you did the reading for me and the kids and that in both mine and Max's charts, there are nines. Mm -hmm. And I have always, you know, I've talked a lot about it on the podcast and just in terms of sharing my own journey, Max for me has been you know, for anyone listening who doesn't know, he's my, my oldest, he has been by and large, my greatest teacher so far, because he's been that reflection of like all my hardest pieces. And I've had to find so much peace and healing and safety within that, not only for myself, but to support him. So to hear that he has this dragon energy, number one was like, oh yeah, okay. I wasn't crazy this whole time, but also like, just, it, it took some pressure off of like, I'm you know, lock, lock horns. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's yes. part of our energies. Yeah. Yeah. And so with you and Max, you two have, um, actually, you know, the visual I give people is you have two dragons coming at each other. It's not even locking horns. Like me and my daughter have, we lock horns because we have the sixes that they clash. You two have clashing dragons. So it's like dragons coming at each other. It's a power thing, right? It's even more <laughs> yes. intense than maybe the bulls. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I've I always said, yeah, I've always said it's about power with him and I, and it's, yeah. And so it's just, wow, you, you, you hit that so dead on. And I was just like, ugh. among all the reasons why I just love these readings with you, they're just the best. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I get, I get as much enjoyment though, but like, see when Christina had that moment, I'm having it too. So test to yeah. answer, to bring it full circle. Like my soul is like, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's literally like my soul's happy. My heart's happy. I'm happy. I'm like, God, oh, that was an amazing reading right now. I'm on a high. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think transforming someone's life would be really high up on like my fulfillment yeah. bucket too. Like, <laughs> right? cool. like cool. <laughs> wow. What a cool job that you have. Like, that's yeah. amazing. You know, Kellyanne, I know in a little bit, we're going to talk a bit about Christina and, and my charts, but I wonder just for listeners out there, you know, we've done a podcast on like birth charts before and just understanding like how a practitioner goes about doing that, obviously where like stars, planets, et cetera, are, how do you actually how do you, how do you dig into someone's soul contract? Is this looking at their name in a certain way? Is there some sort of things you're looking at? Is this just channeling through what's coming? Like, how does this actually happen? Yeah, no, that's a wonderful question. Back up a little bit. This is an ancient modality that has been rechanneled. Okay. Mm. Cause so, cause I used to do this work in prior lives. Okay. Right. So the, when I just, when I discovered this, I was like, it was a remembrance. I mean, every cell in my body was like, pay attention. I had a physical reaction when I literally saw this work because, and I saw it up on the screen. I saw an interview with my teacher. Um, well, he wasn't my teacher at the time. He's become my teacher, you know? So this was channeled by um, a man named Frank Alper in the seventies rechanneled. And um, 
And then my teacher studied with him and then he he's bringing this world, this work into the world. So we, there's not too many practitioners that do this. This is why it's, it's a unique modality. And again, what I'm doing is, is I'm converting the sound frequencies and I'm using Hebrew, the -hmm. Hebrew language, because it is one of the five sacred languages. Okay. Don't ask, please don't ask me to tell you all the five. I don't remember them all, but like (laughs) one of them is Sanskrit. One of them is hieroglyphics, right? But they are the pure vibration of source. Mm -hmm. And Hebrew is one of those languages, right? So um, not to, you know, confuse the language with the religion, but if you just look at the language um, in Hebrew, each letter has a numerical value. So when they're, you know, looking at the Torah, it's there, the oftentimes there's like a whole section of just the math behind it. Wow. Right. But which is like a whole thing in itself again. So I don't want to go down that rabbit hole that could be confusing. But so what I'm doing is when I take a person's name, I'm converting it into the Hebrew sounds to get that pure source vibration. Mm. And then I put it around a Merkaba. Right. And what is a Merkaba? Uh, for those not familiar, it is a 2D version. Christina knows she's drawing. <laughs> it's a 2D version of a tetrahedron. Um, which is a sacred geometry symbol, but to put it in plain English terms, it looks like the star of David, right? Is the triangle that's facing down and the triangle that's facing up. Uh, But that's where the star of David comes from is from the sacred geometry tetrahedron symbol. And the, so the triangle that's facing down, that's where I get all the physical aspects of somebody's life, the physical karma they brought in, the physical talents, the physical goals, and the triangle that's facing up this is where I get all the spiritual information. So spiritual karma, spiritual talents, spiritual goals. And in the middle of the star is where we get the soul destiny, the soul's purpose. I could geek out on this stuff. I love it. It's (laughs) so cool. You know, as a, as an interesting piece there as well, Galliana, I just, um, it's funny because when I do, when I did your reading, this happens a lot in readings where there's just information coming through lots, lots, lots. And it actually just reminded me how at one point in your reading, they were showing the triangle as an important symbol for you. So <laughs> of course, this would make I sense. I love that. Yes. No, mm-hmm. I am all about triangles. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's interesting because I was born Jewish in this lifetime. And I'm like, this is not a coincidence, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, we all have different lifetimes where, you know, we were born into different um, uh, nationalities, religions, you know, yada, yada. And so in this lifetime, um, again, I think it, because I was meant to reconnect with this work in a particular way. And because I was born Jewish, I actually went to um, Hebrew school growing up. So I studied the language. And mm-hmm. so again, when I came um, into this work, I was already familiar with yeah. the language, the sounds, the, all of it. And I'm like, again, I'm like, wow, like, how was this pre-planned? Like, to, yeah. like to a T, right? Your soul, right? Like you, it was like you followed these on a soul level, these breadcrumbs that, mm-hmm. or just things were set in place that you didn't even have to think about that then led you to this sort of predestined purpose that you're serving. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Okay, Galliana, this seems like a nice opportunity. You know, we've talked about what it is that you do, how you got into this sort of what it's all about to give listeners an idea of that. And now it would be kind of cool to dig into Tess and I's charts. I know that you've got them ready to go. So why don't you give us an idea of, you know, how this all comes together and for us and, and our journeys. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. This, this is my favorite part, by the way, when I get to dig into people's soul con, like, I'm like, I do can do this all day long. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'll tell you, you know, Christina, so after you and I met, uh, you came in for the reading and you mentioned you had a podcast. So, you know, I was like, oh, I want to go listen to it. I really felt like you and I connected well. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a few, and I think the first episode I listened to where I think your sister maybe was on. And then I caught the episode with you and Tess, um, or you interviewing Tess about um, her marriage and how it, you know, transpired. And then just listening to banter between you two, I'm like, man, those two must have some going on. <laughs> God, I'm curious. I'm like, I, you know, this would be a really cool thing to look into. So from, so just to sort of let the listeners know from that perspective, um, I, I decided to g- dig into it. And so when I pull up uh, both of your charts, you know, the first thing that let's, well, before we talk about the connections, cause I already talked about Tess having to make tough decisions in her life. And since, you know, both of you have that episode um, out publicly, just about what she chose, how she chose to stay within the marriage, mm-hmm. despite the infidelity, right? Which, and as Tess said, a lot of people wouldn't understand it, wouldn't agree with it, you know, yada, yada, yada. But that was for her to make a decision and make a choice. So Tess, I just want to show you, mm-hmm. for you, you see how you have this 18.9 in your physical goals? Yes. This frequency is all about making tough choices and they're going to be coming at you. Like that's a theme in life. Oh yeah. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, so for you, you're being asked. So if you look at them, there's this little symbol here, this one ends like an arrow. So this is where we follow spirit because you're being asked, do you want to follow spirit or do you want to sort of stay in the, in the 3d and there's a Mm. circle here and um, stay in the 3d and not evolve essentially, not evolve as much. And so here's where you, one of your, your goals on a soul level is to work through these decisions in this lifetime. Wow. Yeah. I've been feeling them like definitely escalate as of late. Um, you know, you always think, oh yeah, that was my, my big choice in life or my rock bottom, similar to Christina, um, you know, separating from her marriage. And then it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, we opened a floodgate here. Like more and more is coming. So it's been, it's been interesting. So it's so cool that you've picked that up in the, in the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and guess who, who is here to support you in making these incredible life choices? Christina, you see that? So she's got this 18.9 that sits in her talent position. And the frequency that is in our talent position, this is what helps us work through our karma and reach our goals. Hmm. Okay. So, and actually, let let, let me show you this again. Um, I I know the viewers may not necessarily see this, or maybe if you show them the clip, but if we look at the star, see how the talents here at the bottom. And so the talent is what helps you again, work through the karma and reach your goals. So when you are in somebody else's org field, you get the, again, so Christina having this talent, she's here to help you make these decisions in life. Oh, and we, we know that it's so cool that you've cemented that. Like literally Galliana, Christina and I lived 
two streets away from each other for almost four years and I knew her even from high school like just like acquaintances kind of knew of each other we never once connected when we lived in the same neighborhood except for right obviously as I was approaching this major rock bottom in my life and I was very much in the 3d I must say like that was my life white picket fence and then randomly I went to one of her workshops and then randomly we started chatting and then like bam like a week later my life fell apart and she was, I just knew I needed to go and have like a one-on-one coaching session with her. And literally then it became this thing where we were like, well, we should probably stop coaching. It feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were just like magnetized to each other right away. So like we talk about it all the time that that's so weird how we just, it's like, it wasn't the right time for us. It wasn't until I was beginning to begin making these choices. Yeah. That is, that is crazy. But you know, it's interesting because, okay, this is a question I get asked often. People say, if I'm meant to meet somebody, is it possible for me to miss them? And on one hand, the answer is yes. On the other, because we have free will. On the other hand, if you're meant to meet somebody, life is going to keep circling them around. Mm. Right? And so that's what happened with you two. It was like, oh my God, these two just cannot connect. Okay. We got to bring them back again. Bring them back again. <laughs> I'm so glad one of my traumas brought us together. <laughs> yes. Well, and sometimes yeah. that's when you actually are most open. Absolutely. And you, when you're in your most raw you know, point in life, you're again, you're looking at life differently. So let me show you a little bit more about your contract test, because again, I know we've done Christina's, but you you two actually have another even more significant connection. Oh this is a big one. Okay. So um, Christina, this is where you are supporting Tess and Tess, this is where you are supporting Christina. This is a, the most powerful connection you need to have. We call this a karmic lock. Okay. Cool. So karmic connection and not all karmic connections are Bad. I mean, it could sound bad. Oh, it's karmic. Uh, You know, like that's my karmic soulmate. Yeah. Karmic soulmate could be painful, but I find that sometimes these karmic locks, especially because with one of my female best friends, Katie, I, you know, mentioned her, you know, a few times before we started recording her and I have these ridiculous locks and connections all out out through our chart, sort of similar to you ladies where Christina is supporting tests here in the physical you know, Tess, you're supporting Christina here in the spiritual. And essentially what you're helping her do is bring structure into her life and create a very specific structure, especially when it comes to her building out the spiritual business and her spiritual truth and her spiritual philosophy. Wow. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) Well, and look at your your experience in business, you always are giving me tips on, Oh, you got to do this. You got to make sure you set time aside for your company. You got to, she'll even say to me like, why are, why are you referring to yourself as an intuitive medium? You're a psychic. Say you're a psychic. (laughs) And in that, and I'm like, Oh my God, that is so cool. Yeah. You see that. So when you test again, when he asked me, what is your favorite part? This, right. (laughs) You both were like, wow. Like, and I mean, I could see it. I could hear it. I hope for listeners too, like they're seeing, you know, Christina and I obviously are like friends, but imagine if you were to do this with yourself and your children, even just for yourself, obviously, Galeana, I know like that's more of your niche, but like you and your partner just to create, I think, Mm. honestly, that's just a key to so many things on my journey has just been creating awareness and understanding. You can't necessarily change the past, even the future. You're still going to have challenges, hard choices to make, like my like my chart here. But 
when you have that awareness and understanding, it just, I don't know, it just feels so like so much of a more supported journey. And I feel like that, like this is another tool for that. A hundred percent. You know what I think most people really enjoy getting from these readings is validation mm-hmm. that they're, this is not just all in their heads, mm-hmm. right? Or that they're, they're not crazy. Like they really do have abilities and intuition. I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, well, I think, you know, this is so unique, but I have dreams and then they happen. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell you this, but everyone has dreams and then they happen. Like that is like, you know what I mean? Like people think that's some science, you know, sci-fi thrill movie, but who doesn't have a psychic dream, right? We Mm -hmm. all astral travel every night just because we're not conscious of it. It doesn't mean it's not happening. So yeah, yes to everything you just said. And Mm -hmm. again, I just love that you too, I can show you this connection. Okay. You two have another really cool one. Um, you see how it tests, you have, um, nines as well. Okay. So we talked about the nine being the dragon mm-hmm. and your nine actually sits on top of Christina's 21, three. Well, the 21, three is this frequency of endurance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can feel like a boulder sort of sitting on your chest. So Christina may feel that sometimes. And here you come with your dragon and you're like, let me move this boulder for you. Wow. <laughs> right. So Christina, do you feel when you're with Tess, like, like you can just move faster or almost sometimes the feeling of like anything's possible when I've got my person next to me. Oh yeah. I said, you're never allowed to leave my life ever, <laughs> but I will, I will voice note her sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, okay, is this me being anxious, like anxious attachment? Like I need your help. But she literally has helped me through my biggest blocks and like, I'll just voice note it. And she just sends me back. Like, this is what's coming through. And I'm like, ah, yes. Yeah. And because then she also has a nine up here that sits on top of your three. So, so it's like, she's helped. She's you know, what she does is um, you, ha- I love that she called you the high priestess because you are the mm-hmm. high priestess. You and I share this in common and it, it is coming from w- one of these frequencies, the three in particular. And so Tess has these dragons sitting on top of your high priestess and she is pushing mm-hmm. you to get all this wisdom out from deep inside of you because you were born with this labyrinth of wisdom. So here, you see how the three is this labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So you have all this internal wisdom and test with her nines is like, get it out, get it out. Wow. Speak it to the world. <laughs> That's so cool. It reminds me of when last spring I started to get this nudge to share uh, like channeled messages from the Akashic records. It's almost anything that I get about the Akashic records and I'll say it to Tess and she'll be like, oh, it, well, yeah. Like, obviously you're going to do that. And I'd be like, well, and she's like, no, you're going to do it. And it's always her kind of like nudging me with it. And then I do it. And it's like, amazing. (laughs) It's just so funny. Yeah. This stuff is like mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. Right. So you see when I, when I did my own contract, that's, that's how I said earlier, it's um, all of a sudden my entire life made sense. Mm -hmm. How could I not do this for other people? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and again, what I like about it, because um, do I don't call myself psychic either. It's so funny because I'm like, am I? Yes. Do I call myself that? No, I also say I'm highly intuitive. <laughs> so I think that's funny that maybe I need a test in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, you know, I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would do a psychic reading for 
somebody. I, I do think that's a bit of a different skill set sometimes, right? This is where we all have a bit of a different niche. And that's why I said, for me, it's, it's important for me to help people remember and wake up who they are. Yeah. And of course, when I'm doing a reading, I'm still pulling in my intuitive gifts. Right. Um, but they're, they're coming through in, um, in different ways and sort of to help me tie, tie the picture together, as opposed to just looking at the frequencies. But I love that I can physically show people Mm -hmm. their frequencies because so many people are visual and like mm -hmm. you two, you could literally see that you have the same frequency sitting in these positions. And it's like, yes. Oh, right. That's another element of it. Wow. Yeah. Galliana, I have a question for you because I, I can't remember if it was Zoe's chart where she had threes or sixes, but I noticed a lot of sixes and Tesses. What is that? What are the, what does the six stand for? These are highly, highly creative people. They they're either artistic or they have a lot of ideas. <laughs> Definitely the latter. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. You have a lot of ideas. Oh yeah. Lots. Okay. So Lots. the sixes, I'll tell you, sometimes these people, like they, they have a hard time focusing because they have so many ideas. And oftentimes they'll even come to me and they'll have ADD or ADHD diagnosis because they're just all over the place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I collect, I collect friends with ADHD, but I don't, I haven't been clinically diagnosed. I don't think I have it, but no, that's, I definitely that's, feel the procrastination sometimes, or I think like I'm a Manny Gen too. So I have my hands in lots of different things and that feels good to me. Um, but yeah, they never stop. Like I never just like settled it's always, okay, the next thing that pops into my head that I want to try or do. Yeah, because you are here to create the core essence of this frequency talks about you having, you, you bringing your ideas into the physical reality. Mm. So when it sits in your six, your six soul destiny, you're literally the vessel for God to create a force to come through you to create what needs to be created in, in the physical world. For people. Well, wow. I am writing a book right now. So that's very good impetus to keep going. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, and she, well, she, guess what? She can create anything she wants to do with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's true. So, and she has an 11 two in her spiritual talents. So the people here that have 11 twos, they, they're here to be, to build legacies. And this tells me when it's in your spiritual talents, you have this ability to create like when you learn something, you can teach it even better than how you learned it. Oh, okay. That's another light bulb moment for me. I just feel, you know, with even what you had discussed listening to our podcast where, you know, I've made some of those hard choices and I get very questioned on them. And I, a lot of my journey, I get a lot of pushback about sharing it, like the vulnerability that I have. Christina, you know, does the same on the podcast, but the reason I do it um, is not because I want to like air out my dirty laundry. It's because I wish when I was going through like years before my awakening that I had heard someone like me talking about it and been like, these are the things that I did to, to, to get there. Like sharing my journey will give other people the tools that I just wish that I had learned earlier. I just feel like, wow, like that is my purpose is to show each person how they can do it too, if they so choose. But mm -hmm. to think I have this knowledge inside of me and to not share it just seems like a disservice if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you're preaching to the choir, I think, right? Like you've, <laughs> yeah. got, you've got, you know, three of us here with big mics in front of our mouths. We are here to share <laughs> our journey. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Well, and Tess, that reminds me too, how for you and a lot of the topics that we cover on the, on the pod and stuff, you, 
you do your own sort of process around researching it and learning it and understanding it on such a deep level. And then when you bring these topics into our, our episodes, you really, there is a teaching that occurs. I think whether you realize it or not, because even sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, tell me more about this. <laughs> <laughs> that like, I don't know this stuff, but it's something that comes very naturally to you. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Wow. And for, for listeners as well, like we are going to show clips of this on social media, but um, Ileana has basically a, a chart right now that shows Christina's name with, with a column of all the different symbols and numbers for each of the different, I guess you'd call these like categories then, um, Ileana. It's like physical karma, physical talents. Correct. And, yeah. Yeah. Because remember there's, so, so we're looking at, uh, we're looking at the karma you a person brought in at the talents and the goals, right? And then soul destiny. But but with, with, with the karma, talents, and goals, there's the physical and the karmic. Right. Very cool. So it's almost like you kind of get like this little report that you can kind of dig into deeper and reflect on more after your, your soul contracts reading. Mm -hmm. So definitely highly, highly recommend like in the short time we've had with you, like already too many light bulb moments almost we can even process mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that there's anything that like kind of moving forward with this? Is there anything that we should know about our, I, I like to call us a partnership because we essentially, <laughs> we are, we're like wives to each other, but is there anything that we should know moving forward that can help support each other the best or just for our container? You know, I, I think it's, really is just me validating what you two already know is that you are absolutely here to be a part of each other's journey. You are very supportive souls to each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where one maybe struggles, the other one's going to come in with support. It's there's really not much, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm really not telling you anything about yourselves. You don't know. I'm just breaking down the whys of it. And I don't see any conflicts with you, right? So, because Christina, like with, with Max, you and Max had nines in the same position. So that was crazy the clash. You and Tess don't have that. Mm. You don't have anything clashing. Everything here is very supportive. Yeah, and we feel that, I think. Well, I was, I was going to say too, like the amount of healing that we've done and that we share with each other, we always seem to notice we contrast each other in always the right way so that we see the opposite perspective of whatever that is. And it helps us not only learn more about ourselves, but understand the other side of that for, you know, another relationship that it shows up in, if that makes sense. So it's just, yeah, this, this contrast, but in a really loving, supportive way. I, I feel like everyone in partnership needs to get this done. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Not that, <laughs> yeah, I, have, yeah, I, not I, that I have one, but <laughs> Well, but even to have that done for your kids, right? Like this for conscious parenting, I think yeah. it's so important. I can't tell you how helpful it's been for me to have my daughter's contract. Yeah. Right. right. Because I know what her struggles are. I, I mean, I know them as a mother, but I can see them. Okay. On a spiritual level, this is what she's going through. So, you know, when they call me from school and tell me she's, you know, having a hard time concentrating. I'm like, yeah, well, she's got a bunch of sixes in her chart, you know, she's here to create. <laughs> oh, but she, you know, my daughter, like she knows I do soul contracts and I love how proud of me she is, which is the cutest mm -hmm. thing because like one day we were in the kitchen and out of nowhere, she says to me, mom, you have the coolest job, oh. right? And my, she's 10. And I think she even maybe said this when she was nine. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know anyone else that does soul contracts. And she went on about it. And I'm sitting there trying like proud and trying, you know, my, you know, that moment where your heart just swells up, you know, and it's so intimate because this is your child talking, like there's no mm -hmm. barriers. And I'm just like, this love is going to like, you know, jump out of me here any moment. And she's like, I'm just really glad that I'm here right now. And mm -hmm. I share custody with her dad. So I'm like, do you mean here in my house or here living this life with me? She's like, no, like on a soul level, you know, that I'm oh. here. Right. And I'm just like, oh, so it's to me as a parent having to, you know, like being open with her about this work. Right. Because I know I'm here to guide her soul to do what she's here to do. Yeah. But on the other side of that, for parents listening, I think it's important to have I think it'd be useful to have this information for yes. their children. You know that I love I love that you guys had that moment and that you got to feel that. And I resonate with that because it reminded me of a conversation I had with Max one night. And like, we, we do the same. I tell them about the Akashic records and we talk about our lives. And one night we were laying in bed and he said, you know, you know, mom, I'm okay with dying. I'm not afraid. And I said, oh, okay. Um, that's good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, because. I know I'll have another chance, another life, and, and it will be good too. And it was just like, you know, regardless of how all of this turns out and what happens here to me, just the amount of safety that he feels in this journey in knowing that like death doesn't have to be something we fear, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there's just so much healing in that in itself. Like, so it's just so cool that we get to do this for our kids and yes. in whatever capacity, like bring them that safety and that, that reassurance on their journey. There was just so much there. I feel, Galliana, can you tell us like what else is going on for you? How can our listeners use your services? What things do you offer? Do you have workshops? Do you only work one-on-one? -on -one? Because I need to sign myself up. I do one-on-one -on -one reading. So if people want to schedule that with me, they can easily do that through my website, YourSoulsContract.com. Souls has an S at the end of it. Of course, they can find me on social media on Instagram and TikTok. I'm soul contracts practitioner. And I do have a, okay. So what I want to say, the one-on-one -on -one readings I'm currently scheduling into June, I typically am quite a ways booked out, but I promise it's worth the wait. That's what everyone tells me. And <laughs> I think it is. I also have a digital option. So this is where um, people can purchase their chart from me. I'll generate it. And then they can watch videos of me explaining each one of the frequencies. Mm. So, and I've had also life-changing testimonials from that. It, they're both good. They're just different experiences, yeah. right? So right now, those are the two main things I offer. I'm sure there will be more in the future, but right now this is at my capacity. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, I'm working on, like I said, er, I think I mentioned earlier, I, you know, my biggest project for 2023 is my podcast, which is mm. called soul contracts and entanglements. Mm. So, yeah, so juicy, juicy things, you know, but again, if you go there now, there's only a few, just a few episodes, but, um, I will be adding more. So, so yeah. Mm, that's fun. And I love, you know, in alignment with that, that purpose that you're really fulfilling of wanting to create empowerment in people's lives. I love that there is also that option that, that you offer where they can purchase the contract from you, like you decode it, and then they can learn how to do their own. Like there's that empowerment, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
That's really cool. Well, we will make sure to put all of your information in the show notes. So listeners can find you on your website, through your social media, Instagram, TikTok. And I will tell you that if you're listening, definitely go check out Galliana on social, whatever one you connect with. Um, she's got so many videos on soul contracts and what you can find out from them and interesting stuff. And yeah, it's just been such a pleasure having you, Galliana, and just our journey so far and connecting. I know that this isn't the end for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Same for me. Same for me. This, this was beautiful. It was so much fun. Anything in life, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing, you know? So to mm -hmm. me, you know, when I connected with you and heard the podcast, I'm like, this is going to be fun. I need to like get on with them and like go through this because right. <laughs> like this is fun. And just before we conclude today's episode, we wanted to remind our listeners that Christina and I are hosting our first ever in-person retreat workshop on Saturday, March 4th in Langley, BC. So if you are local, make sure you go onto our bios and get your tickets. There are only five spots left. The workshop is over three hours and includes guided facilitation as we together uncover, breathe, and integrate and heal through the experiences that make up our stories. It includes a deep dive discussion into core wounding, why this occurs, how it impacts you, and how to begin healing these pieces, channeled messaging from the Akashic Records, a facilitated breathwork session, and somatic integration experience. We hope that you'll join us. And again, tickets are limited, so get them today before they sell out. See you all there. So we thank you guys for listening. We hope that you have a great day. If you need to get a hold of Tesserai, you can find Tess on social media through TikTok or Instagram at her unearthed. And you can find me, Christina, on social media at TikTok or Instagram at Christina.soulempowered. We hope you guys have a great day. Bye.